beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Nachos amigos and welcome to another episode of Record Breakers. I am PD Rave, your man with no plan, and only one intro for every podcast that he does, and only one meta joke about his uh, uh, hackiness. Uh, that being said, I'm with my group, my crew, the Record Breakers. We've got already on the screen Patrick. Hello. We've got Drew. Hey there. And we've got Brett. Well, I'm talking to everybody. everybody, everybody. Yeah, hey. Hey. Uh, we're here to gather to talk about music, share music with each other, here to share music with the group, uh, sharing because sharing is caring, uh, is Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? This is a band from the 90s. Um, still making music today, but most of their bigger stuff came out in the 90s band that was signed to fat records uh fat mike's label very early on in their career uh band called lag wagon bringing their song let's talk about feelings their song their song or their the second time you said I say that? Their song? We're, we're, we're song yeah. breakers <laughs> we're, we're well, getting the one song. <laughs> we're just recording like six second vines and stringing it together as a yes we're, we're further <laughs> refining the podcast uh, but yeah, uh, let's talk about feelings. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, believe it or not, I was there when this happened. Um, and like, I honestly always put Lagwagon in the also ran category of the scene, but it, you know, it, it wasn't anything against Lagwagon. It's just there was so many people that were in the scene at that time, especially like later into it uh at the after the mid 90s and you know when people started making money off of punk rock uh like real money um and like blink 22 money and, and this this album this this album was timed correctly with about the time that I was old enough to understand the the scene um but uh you know it was it was a good trek back into the the early days of my you know figuring out what music was that that talked to me mm-hmm. uh patrick what were your expectations coming into this album uh lag wagon was that band that when they showed up on a punk compilation i was not gonna skip the song because it was probably gonna be all right but i've never really listened to an album of theirs i they're they're very similar to one of my favorite bands from this scene and no use for a name and i'll probably mention that later but they're different but similar uh, so I know what I'm getting into, but the specifics I did not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Drew, what would be some of the themes and elements to look up, out for on this album? Um, at its root, uh, Lagwagon is that '90s uh, punk rock that you sort of expect. It's got the skate punk to it. It's got the pop punk to it. Um, there's sort of a brashness to it uh, like you get from any skate punk of this era uh, and it has 
solid melodies. It's not all crunch and hardcore and stuff like that. Um, but it, what I like about it is it takes a different approach to some of the themes of punk rock uh, lyrically. Um, it's still the punk rock ideals of a sense of self, and it's um, that sort of uh, being sure of yourself. But it's from the perspective of, the, of a 32-year-old. Um, and aging changes your perspective on things sometimes. Um, and it sort of has that uh, cool quality to the lyrics. The music, I think, is great. Um, it's catchy. It has cool melodies. And it hits where you want a skate, like a sort of skate punk record to hit. In the balls. Um, right in the balls. Um, like a, like you missed that grind. No. Um, yeah. But it's, it has that uh, quality to it. And it, I don't think it misses. Um, yeah, Brett might be right that there are others that did this. Uh, they got a little bit more notoriety. Um, but the thing about it is that, that I like about it is that I don't need the new all the time. I need something that takes it and makes it just fun. Um, and Lagwagon does that for me. Um, they take a lot of uh, influence for this album. Uh, they stayed it from like the no effects punk and Droblik sort of era. And uh, not only that, but it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just one of those albums that is a lot of fun. Um, even though it's talking about feelings. Yeah. It doesn't talk as much about feelings. There's no use for a name as Swagger yes. pointed out earlier. <laughs> let's let's put that out there. Yeah. But yeah. It's what it is. Uh Brett, what would be some of the themes elements that caught your attention? Vocally, uh it's California nasal. Um, but that is that was par for the course. Um uh the sound was very contemporary with punk rock of the time uh reading that no effects is punk and drublick was a big big influence not a big shocker uh, <laughs> uh like right? seri seriously i mean it uh you know the songs stay mostly under three minutes um that it gives this album a speed um because it's constantly changing tracks which is you know it, it's something that punk rock does really well uh albums seem to go faster because they're changing all the time um it's uh it's it's very of the time especially when they like have the addition of movie clips audio at the beginning of the you know kind of like the voodoo glow skulls the vandals did um but you can definitely tell that uh fat mike's greasy fingers had uh had his hands uh in this album uh in you know influence and in the dollar bills um there's there's definitely a fat wreck sound um, this definitely had it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be, what would be the theme song that caught your attention? Um, so there were, there were in my, in my memory and vision, especially now sort of two, two sort of pieces, like two sort of sides to this era of punk. There was the highly, highly polished sort of Blink-182 Green Day offspring sound that was really very much about having a catchy hook to to sing on MTV. And then there was all the other bands, a lot of them, the Fat Wreck Chord kind of bands like Lagwagon, uh, who 
kind of just kept doing the punk thing. I mean, it, it's it's pop punk, but it is not it is not polished to to a almost you know sickening shine that that some of that stuff can get to. It's still it's super fast. I love like the super fast like kick drum sound that you get in this in this sort of era of punk. It is it, it's one of my my happy places. Is that like like as fast as you can drum sound and you get that all over the place uh joey capes vocals are not my favorite but i i don't hate him at all he's just you know i think like brett said it's it's that socal kind of nasally thing you get with some of these some of these bands but but it works it fits um i like the songwriting i like um i like the general sound because like i said it sounds like her name but less emo uh, <laughs> it's, it's a happier no use for a name and yes. and also like, <laughs> like it's it, it's for an album i've never listened to it's an album that sounds incredibly familiar mm-hmm. um yeah drew what would be some of the key tracks to kind of zero in on um before that i want to point out um yes like swagger said it is it is a happier no use for a name, but it's not hard to be happier than no use for a name. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, um, not it's not a high bar. <laughs> he was very depressed. Um, um, rest in peace. Did not uh, end well for you, Tony Sly. No. God, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, we're gonna start out with "After You, My Friends." Um, because it starts out, it's a simple song. It's a catchy song. It's got a punk beat. Um, I've we've said so many times. Um, especially me. I know I've harped on this. The first song on a record should give you a good idea of who the band is and what the album is going to be. In this song, you can hear multiple influences, in my opinion, from different punk bands, and it doesn't come off in a bad way. It doesn't come off as they're trying to rip anybody off. It doesn't come off as they're trying to be better than the the bands that they also enjoy and they just want to play fun music that they find fun. So they're going to take influences from music. They sound, they have fun with. Um, and I think you can sort of hear it here. Um, as Brett mentioned, you can also kind of hear it in the mix. The fat wreck, uh, production, uh, has a definite tone and a definite mixing quality to it. Um, anybody who knows a lot about mixing in studios knows why that probably is. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Um, and you can tell in this album, they're not going to reinvent punk. They're not going to reinvent pop punk or try to do anything crazy with punk rock melodies. They want to make um, their mark and they want to have fun making it. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, I mentioned earlier that the lyrical quality, um, the lyrical ideals are a punk rocker as he ages. Just do I, do I have enough time? Do I have enough energy to live up to the goals that I set for myself when I was young? to live up to the ideals and that sort of self-reliance while also still being sure of my heart and my goals and my ambitions. Um, and the weird thing is they covered everything turns gray from agent orange and the, the mood of that song absolutely encapsulates this record in my opinion. And it fits in perfectly, but it's a cover. It doesn't miss a beat. And I think that's really cool. Uh, they also do uh, some really cool stuff with it. Um, it's not uh, just one of those covers that's 
almost exactly like the original. Um, it's definitely different. Um, I don't think in a better way or a worse way. It's just a different way, and I kind of enjoy that. Um, and then we're going to have to talk about May 16th eventually. We're going to have to break that um, egg because yeah. a lot of uh, people's exposure um, to a lot of bands were the first three Tony Hawk uh, games. Uh, a continuing fair. series of video games that are, are hits. All of them. Let, let's please. The like, fifth one just makes me sad. Please don't do this to me. Um, yeah. But the what was great about um, especially those first three, four uh, games was they had these great, great soundtracks to them. Um, and you always get Mill and Colin and Goldfinger mentioned, right? You always get No Cigar and Superman sort of mentioned in that. And I think May 16th is one of those ones where everybody, like, you, because of how the soundtrack worked in Tony Hawk, you kept having to restart the level until you got the song you wanted. Bring and the noise. You, police truck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I will agree. Bring the noise, police truck, No Cigar, Superman, and I think May 16th. Um, and you would keep restarting. And when you heard something you liked and you heard something, yep, Tony Hawk too. There it is. Um, Swagger's putting it up in his camera. Um, when you heard that song, come on, you're like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and start playing this one. Um, I'll start, uh, playing this two minutes, trying to get my six score or whatever. Um, and it's, they picked them because they were, they were, the punk rock songs that they picked for those uh, first three, four Tony Hawk games were picked because they were not only uh, solid skate punk songs, but they were catchy and they were fun. Um, and I mean, May 16th fits that to a T in my opinion. It's uh, one of those songs where if you were a gamer of that era and you put this on, everybody would know what was going on and every like, every punk rock fan that came from that era would put their hands up and dance around and like have a good time with it because it, mm-hmm. it is what this record is. It's fun. It's catchy. Hey. It's just good. Brings back to good, good feels. Brings back to good feels. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? All righty. Uh, honestly of the Tony Hawk soundtrack, because you know, I was there for that. I, I was, I played a lot on the, on the PC um, and so like, you know, I, I, I only got like a small dosage of the, the Tony Hawk fun cause I didn't have friends to play with to come over and use their Gravis pad. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> There's uh, a throwback. yeah, like, uh, like I, I, I was in more in the music scene than the, the video game scene at that time. Um, and I was. Yeah, uh, it's, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but leave the lights on. Uh, this is the most no effect sounding song. Uh, it has my preferred drum beat, the 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 one where you use the 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 floor tom and the and the and the kick to to do that that endless like off triple on triple thing. That would that be the that, you got do to got do got do. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not. I can't mouth noise it as well. But it's it's the the sound of um, of smelly from no effects. Like every single no effects song has that drum beat. Um, <laughs> it, nope. it's 
fucking hilarious. But uh, <laughs> even the guitars have like the, the the Eric Melvin sound. Like if they put a Mel Yell and Fat Mike vocals, this could fit into any contemporary of the the contemporary era of No Effects songs uh, of albums. Um, like it, it's it's very formulaic, but. Jesus, of the most important bands of the genre at that time, to me, no effect. Sounding more like those guys is not a bad thing to me. Um, and then, like, um, completely different, they do their the, the Everything Turns Gray, which is a very effective cover of an Agent Orange track. Um, Agent Orange is, it, you know, it's a lo-fi, surfy sounding, like, in a basement, everybody's playing live sound with, like, a big old pot full of honey draped over the top of it um it's it's kind of a a, a a song of its time so when you clean it up you lose a lot of what made uh, any agent orange song i mean agent orange albums sound kind of like garbage um but the, they they're so fun but Lagwagon puts puts it in line with the tone of them and they don't break the song by doing it um and that that's something that you like a good cover song. I want I wish I would have talked to Ibit about it. A good cover song does not break the song um, because songs are written for a reason with the tones that they are written with. Drew, I, I you can let me finish. I, I I don't think Agent Orange ever sounded like uh, the '90s band Garbage. But you oh, so, oh yeah, whoa! It's a callback from like a week ago. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> I got the joke. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't take the wind out of your sails again. Shout out to Shirley Manson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love you, Bill Meeks. Um, and uh, it's Owen Meany. Uh, this, this is a song that closes out the album really well. Uh, it slows things down, adds strings, and it's about a book. Uh, which you know, if if you got a punk rock song that's about a book, and it's not like a hustler, um, you know, or like fucking crazy ways to build bombs um you know it, it that that that's a step up for me uh this is very much not the sex and violence this is this is not your uh your i'm gonna you know i i live in the dirt i'm a squatter um let's fucking drink booze and punch people in the face kind of punk rock this is this is more your uh your your middle of the line it's not quite it's not quite to the point where we're gonna wear eyeliner and neckties um it, we hadn't gotten to that point yet no it's not uh it's not quite we're we're gonna do a whole lot of cocaine and break our band up like before this era this is very of its time and those three songs really stood out to me beyond the the memories that i had of the genre of that era um you know, bonus if uh, like any band that's in short music for short people has, has a short place in my short heart. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lagwagon, uh, although it may not be my main my main choice, uh, they do. So go buy that 101 track song uh, album. Uh, and, and <laughs> now you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fucking drew piece of shit. <laughs> song album. Uh, Patrick. What would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, two, I like I liked Love Story because it sounded like a no use for a name song in the best way. It was like instant love. I'm like, oh, this is this sound. This is the the sound that keeps me coming back to this era of music uh, in my listening. And it just it's a good song. Again, not not nearly as miserable as a no use for a name song, which is probably healthier for me now. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, 
but yeah, but but that that same that same vibe. And then uh, May sixteenth, because Tony Hawk Pro Skater two, like literally had to go out and buy a copy I could play on a modern console. Pro tip: you can play Pro Sk- Pro Skater two X on your Xbox three sixty. Pro Scooter. Pro, pro sco- Scooter. Pro scooter. There pro actually, we got that's scooters. Not the scooter I game. Actually had a Pro Stop Scooter it. game on the PS one that existed. We got it scooters. You had that Razor scooter piece yes, of garbage game? Yes, <laughs> That game was so garbage. I know. I know. You could tell that game was hot garbage from a mile away. I didn't buy it. I think my brother did because he was super into scooters when he was seven years old. And we had a PS2. So I played it. And it was garbage. Scooter. Tell your Pro brother scooter. he's a piece of shit. He is. <laughs> I'm not even disagreeing with you. He still is 20 years later. Um... Yeah, those two stuck out with me, but I mean, this is this is a really good example of this era of of punk rock and and one probably the better side of it that's that's aged a little better uh, than its uh, more mainstream counterparts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, the, and I agree, everything turns to gray cover was good. Yeah. Was, uh, I have it on good authority that the youths of Utah are big into Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, uh, okay. that is the case. Uh, but yeah, let's bring it back around the horn to talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what did you think about the album overall? I mean, it's a 90s punk rock album. It comes it comes from the people who bring you such acts as every other punk band from Fat Wreck. I mean, you, you can go down the list. There are a lot of bands that, that sound a lot like this. This Lagwagon did some things really well, and they did things really well on this album. You know, like punk rock bands do, they have a lot of albums. Go listen to a lot of them. You'll find a lot of different things and probably a lot of members. I'm, I didn't look up how many people they chewed up through the years. But uh, but uh, go listen. Um, this is, if you want to see the kind of music that was like you had to special order CDs in, in the late 90s, this would be something that I'd have to special order at my on-cue Sam Goody uh, or... Uh, you know, music retailer of choice. Quan said hut. Yeah, yeah, some, something yes. like that. Uh, um, and, and, you know, if you weren't there when it happened, you can you can get everything that you missed uh, just by listening to this stuff in a way easier way than we did yeah. and, uh, and revel in the fact that MTV is dead. Just yeah. like I'm sure these 50-year-old punk rockers are right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and looking at the the member list, it, 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 there is the positive in knowing that uh, almost everybody that was on this album is still with them. So hey, they they, okay. they reached that point. There was only most. there was only three past members, and one of them's dead. Yeah. Um, okay. so. that's punk rock, I guess. Yeah, so they did take a lot of hiatuses and like the, the rehab rehab breaks as they would call them today when yeah yeah uh joey cape and chris flippin uh have been a, have been a permanent members throughout the entire history of the grant of the band and not necessarily rehab about drugs if the band members are watching i'm not F- uh, yeah. maybe a fat farm yeah just they uh, are in fat records chill so some, some physical rehab you know, somebody yeah. twisted an ankle. You know, somebody like not being on the road because punk rock makes money by being on the road. It always has. It wasn't album sales. Ugh, yeah. I feel bad for those guys. Yeah, uh, you might have torn an ACL. You got to rehab that. You know, he skanked too hard. <laughs> might have, might have hurt a knee or maybe got a uh, blood clot. Sorry, Petey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes Basketball humor, guys. Yeah. Shut it. That's that you're gonna tie you're gonna date our podcast. Yes. Hey, no, that, that happened a while ago. To, I'm gonna date it to the beginning of or the end of last basketball season. I don't yes. think that's possible. Uh yes. Yeah, we're 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 talking about the present where uh yeah, I'm sure Lamar Odom is up and well at this point by the time this is released. Everybody cross your fingers that, that dude didn't die. Yeah. Uh but moving on. <laughs> Uh, we talked to Brett. Now let's talk to Patrick. I'm like a <laughs> podcast over mentioning Lamar Odom's dumbass. Yeah. No, 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 no. We aren't talking about stuff. We're talking about records. We're talking about records. records. Patrick, <laughs> what are your conclusive thoughts on this album? Uh, it's fun. It's it's a really, really. It was a it was a time machine back into 16 year old me when I started getting into punk music, which was admittedly several years after this came out, but. I listened to a lot of bands from this era. I listened to a lot of bands that shared stages with Lagwagon. And it was it was it expanded my my knowledge of that that time in music. And for that I like it. It's good. It's worth listening to. And if if you're like me and the right age and have played enough Tony Hawk games, it will bring you back to a better time. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk uh, five in stores now. <laughs> uh, God, don't sigh. Tony Hawk five. Sigh. I wish that game was good. The only Tony Less Hawk sigh. game more broken than Tony Hawk Four. Yeah, it's like no. it's like a it's like a well, progression. Well, three levels of Tony Hawk Four. Tony Hawk Ride was also super fucking broken. Nobody wants bad video games on the record breakers, but we yes. will pull bad video games that are tertiarily like associated with albums that we record to yes. the fire. Yes. Uh but yeah. That being said, Drew. What are your conclusive thoughts on the album? Um, Lagwagon's one of those bands that sort of, for a lot of people, uh, Swagger, admitted, um, fell through the cracks. They are very of their time. They're a very 90s sort of skate punk, pop punk sort of band. You can hear the Pennywise No Effects sort of influences in them very heavily. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Um, they do their own thing with it. They have fun with it. Um, but there are certain bands and certain sounds that are a uh, just a, like one of those security blankets. You just start listening to this album when you need something, for me at least, you need something that sort of takes you back a little bit. Um, and this was when I was 13, 14 years old. This is the kind of stuff I listened to. Um, and it sort of has that quality to it. And the great thing about uh lie wagon uh, that I love is that they have new stuff uh, still coming out. Um, they're still making music every now and again when they're not broken up. Um, and when they're not on hiatus. Um, and the cool thing is that we've mentioned other bands. We've mentioned the green days and the offspring and stuff like that. Um, the cool thing about Lagwagon is they had offers. They had numerous offers and they never took them. They stayed on Fat Mike's label uh, and they stayed doing what they had fun with. And punk rock, yeah. What, what worked Living for the them. Punk rock and, ideal. Yes. Man. And Kudos. What worked, Tip what of the worked, hat. What worked for them was staying on a small label and being able to do what they wanted to do 
and not falling into, as Brett put it, eyeliner and clip-on ties and uh, post-goth bullshit, as I like to call it, that Green Day fell into later in their career. Um, namely, an Albert album or two after Nimrod. An Albert? Probably an <laughs> Albert. Al- look, look, it's been a long goddamn day. Um, but an album or two after uh, Nimrod hey. uh, for Green Day when I think they started to fucking take a dive because they needed to fill the coffers of those above them. Uh, Lagwagon never had to do that. They kept making music that they found fun, and I still find it fun. They, all they had and to do that's... was amuse Fat Mike every once in a while. <laughs> right. Hook him up they had to let... <laughs> Fat Mike had to be in the studio telling the uh, the dials which way they needed to be twiddled, and that was about all they needed to do. And yeah. that's... Fat Mike doesn't fuck it up. Um, yes. It's fun. Uh, yep. Uh, that's... Uh... That's, I think, the best way to say about Lag Wagon. Uh, fantastic album, fantastic group. Uh, let's talk about some haikus. Let's get into the haiku reviews. Uh, our fun gimmick here on the show. Let's see who gets started for us. We got uh, Brett. Brett, what is your haiku? How unhaiku? Um, <laughs> simple punk music. Taste of a generation. Album out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Something familiar that I had not heard before. Very happy vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haiku. Good old catchy punk. Brings back some good memories. And gives me good feels. Drew, what is your haiku? Punk with melody. But doesn't lose the edge, nor lose their set of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, goals and, and thoughts and ideas. Uh, that sums up our thoughts on lag wagons. Let's talk about feelings. We talked about our feelings about let's talk about feelings. And now we're happy and f- fulfilled. Uh, you can, of course, catch us on the Spotify playlist. Uh, we are curating that for y'all. Uh, let you play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, follow along with us. Uh, you can, of course, follow along and see our next album, uh, which should be my album, barring a ha- us having a, a guest episode next week. Uh, my album, which will be none other than that group with that song that you remember uh, and the album that song is on. Yes, we're going to talk about Fountains of Wayne uh, and we're going to talk about Welcome Interstate Managers. Uh, yes, that album. Uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion because it's an interesting album. Hashtag interesting. Uh, but that will be next week, and this is this week. Uh, of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBibbert, Drew is at for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four. Record breakers, record breakers podcast.com, record breakers podcast at gmail.com, record breakers everywhere. Rebelli.net for the shows, Rebelli TV on YouTube. Share, like, subscribe, do the things, iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Toodaloo.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>